We are into hour number two of the program. Live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in Calgary, Alberta. For Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Crack Foundation, Boeing Foundation Walls. They have a simple, permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement-y. Visit them at dlbasementsystems.com. The Calgary Flames game day. That's where we started the program off at hour one. Hearing from Mackenzie Wieger, Sam Honzik, and Adam Rzichka ahead of a game against the Winnipeg Jets. It's game four of eight on the preseason for the Calgary Flames. Six o'clock puck drop. Five o'clock Flames warm up with Pat Steinberg. Jacob Pelche injury news today. Not good for the Flames forward. He'll be out indefinitely. He'll need shoulder surgery next week after an injury in that game Monday against the Seattle Kraken. And the latest news around the Calgary Flames, multiple reports that Michael Backlund and the Flames are closing in on a two-year contract extension in the neighborhood of $4.5 million on the AAV. So lots to get to on the program today. Quick reminder, you can get the show wherever you get your favorite podcast: Google, Amazon, Spotify, your favorite podcatcher. The hours go up moments after they finish here on Sportsnet 960. The fan. We're kicking off hour two, taking a look at our opponent tonight. It's the Winnipeg Jets, who will also be in Calgary for the home opener on October 11th. Lots of similarities between this Jets team and the Flames team in the offseason. Uh, and right now, to help us take a look at the Jets tonight, looking uh, to go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline and welcome in the Jets writer for the Athletic, Murat Atesh, joins us this afternoon. Murat, thanks for the time, man. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me, Logan. Good to, good to have this chat. Yeah, how's uh, how's camping? First couple of weeks uh, in Winnipeg. You guys got a couple of preseason games under your belt now. What's uh, what's the vibe like in Winnipeg right now? Well, whereas last year it was a complete sea change, taking the the captaincy from Blake Wheeler. Rick Bonus was a new head coach, and he was really looking to change culture and increase the work ethic around here. I think that they've just started from a higher standard of work ethic so far this season. Uh, there aren't a ton of jobs up for grabs, but I think there's a lot of roster spots up for, for grabs in terms of, you know, who's playing on first line, second line, top four, who's an everyday defenseman and who isn't. So the intensity has been good. The Jets are happy. They won both their first two games against Edmonton, and they're just looking to keep that going and sort out some jobs against Calgary tonight. Uh, Adam Lowry seemed like a, a pretty unanimous choice among Jets players and, and fans as a guy that was the right guy to lead this group through uh, an interesting time because similar to, to us here in Calgary, there's some guys whose futures are kind of undecided right now in Winnipeg. How has the, the storylines been around guys like Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck to start camp and rat? Yeah, you know, uh, I'll start just by touching on Adam Lowry. Definitely a, a tremendous choice and kind of another Calgary tie to uh, Jets leadership as well. If it wasn't going to be Adam Lowry, it was going to be Josh Morrissey and he'll wear an A along with Mark Shifley. Shifley's future, certainly in doubt as of this moment. Same with Connor Hellebuck. And it's a tough look for an organization to have its franchise goalie and number one center on an uncertain playing field heading into the season. There's a sense from both guys that they're open to staying, that they love the city. There's, there's reasons why they each, you know, believe in the organization and the place. 
Um, but I think that winning is going to have an awful lot to do with, with their hopes of, of re-signing. And Connor Hellebuck tells us all of the time, it's Stanley Cup or bust. And if he doesn't think that that uh, can happen here in Winnipeg, he may be forced to move on and, and, and look in other organizations. So as much as I say it's all business, getting back to the way that things went, and certainly the Jets started well last season, I think the organization and its players have a lot to prove to themselves because it could be the difference from having a franchise goalie locked up beyond this season, same with Shifley, or needing to figure out ways to move forward without them. One guy who did want out of Winnipeg was uh, now on his way to L.A. It's Pierre-Luc Dubois, and in return the Jets get uh, a couple of really interesting pieces in Gabe Velarde, Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kupari. How has uh, the job been for Rick Bonus integrating them into the lineup, and what have you seen from those three guys early on in camp? Yeah, so far so good on all three fronts, and you're going to see two of them tonight. Alex Iafalo will play, so will Rasmus Kupari. The most impressive of the bunch, definitely Gabriel Velarde. I mean, he was the centerpiece. He did have a breakout season in L.A. last year, and he scored an absolute highlight real assist, setting up Kyle Connor with a no-look spinning backhand on the power play the other night against Edmonton. So he's been playing with Shifley and Connor on that top line, and I think the Jets are really thrilled with that. In terms of Alex Iafalo and Rasmus Kupari, who will play tonight, it's really about finding the right spot for them. And Iafalo has been playing with Adam Lowry and Mason Appleton on what would be the tough minutes shutdown checking line that, that Winnipeg likes to use. So far, so good. I know his coaches in L.A. loved Ayafalo's ability to play defense and create a little bit offensively as well. Kupari, we weren't sure what to expect, but off the hop, his speed, his energy, his size has, has looked really good, and it looks like the fourth-line center position is his job to lose. Bonus is even talking about maybe moving him up if he earns that opportunity as well. Uh, you mentioned not a lot of jobs to be won, so sometimes you're looking for that internal growth, and one guy that you've written about uh, on the athletic Marat has been Cole Perfetti and the, perhaps the the kind of offensive opportunities that this opens up for the Jets team if he's able to take that second line center spot. What gives you the confidence that he's ready to take that job in Winnipeg? Yeah, I mean, boy, oh boy, is there opportunity. You mentioned Dubois. He's in L.A. now. Blake Wheeler's not here anymore. There's a job in the top six, and Winnipeg needs somebody to step up and, and take that center position. So... In terms of what Cole Perfetti has going for him, it's hockey sense. It's that IQ. It's when you watch him on the ice with the puck on his stick, he makes decisions and he reads plays faster than other players do. That's been his bread and butter. It's been why he was one of the highest scoring junior players in his draft year. It's why he had a strong start to his AHL career during the pandemic shortened season. Uh, and it's why he's been scoring at roughly a 50 point per 82 game NHL pace too. But he's gotten hurt to end both of the last two seasons. And he needs to stay healthy. He needs to get those puck touches and make those reads. Why do I think it's going to work? It's because he makes those reads so well. And because, as you'll see tonight, Nino Niederreiter and Perfetti have chemistry going. They've got a little bit of something going on. Niederreiter can go into the corners, go to the front of the net, win some of those tough battles that a smaller, not as speedy player in Perfetti might not always be winning. And when he gets healthy, Nikolai Ehlers is going to add a, a lot of dynamic to that line as well. So I think that he'll be well insulated to take that next step in his career. Uh, speaking of Nick Ehlers, how much of a boost is it going to be to have him healthy for a full 82 this season? I mean, the guy scores 
Like if you like even basic analytics, like points per minute, if you look at the ice time Ehlers gets and the points he produces, he is up there in the top 20 in the entire National Hockey League. The guy just makes offense happen. He's so fast. He's so dynamic. Uh, putting the puck on his stick in Winnipeg's end is basically a guarantee it gets to the other end of the ice. But those health concerns have been creeping up in the last couple of seasons. I mean, he had abdominal surgery to start last year. Towards the end of the season, he took a high and dangerous hit from, I believe it was Ryan Hartman of the Minnesota Wild, Mm -hmm. injured his shoulder area a little bit. And we were looking to see him just pop in training camp. The unfortunate thing is he's been hampered by neck spasms so far. So if that hadn't been happening, we'd be getting a look at him tonight on that line with Cole Perfetti. He needs to put that behind him in an awful hurry or else it's going to turn into a long-term reputation. And if you can't get 82 games for the guy, from the guy, it's tough to believe he's as productive as his points per minute are going to tell you that he is. Murata Tesh along with us. He covers the Winnipeg Jets for the Athletic. They're tonight's opponent for the Calgary Flames in game four of eight to this preseason and also be in Calgary for the season opener for the Flames on October 11th. We always talk about training camp battles at this time of the year, Marat, and guys looking to to take a step forward in their progression with any sort of organization. Who would you point to in, in Winnipeg as one of those guys that the Jets are looking for more of when it comes to this year's training camp? Yeah, you know, in, in terms of winning jobs at all, in terms of winning jobs outright, almost the entire blue line that you're going to watch in Winnipeg tonight has something on the line. Um, Villa Hanel has been a top prospect for a number of years. He's 20 years old, a smaller defenseman who makes a really good first pass, great with the puck. In the AHL, he's basically a, a quarterback at five-on-five. Five. Everything runs through him. At the power play, he's great as well. At the NHL level, the size, the lack of speed, you're looking for signs from him that he can handle those heavier forwards and, and keep the puck going in the right direction. Um, Logan Stanley, he fell out of Winnipeg's top six last year and never claimed his spot back. He's almost the opposite of Hanela in that he's six foot seven. He has the size. He has the strength. He's pretty good with the puck too, but his defensive reads aren't always um, aren't always up to par to play against top six NHL competition. So I know that Winnipeg will be looking for Stanley to have a big camp and show that he can play all around at both ends of the ice. Um, Declan Chisholm's another defender, sort of in a similar spot to Ville Hainala. The difference is Declan Chisholm, for all of his puck skill, for all of his consistency, well, he's no longer waivers exempt. So Winnipeg either has to choose to keep Chisholm, keep Logan Stanley, keep Kyle Capobianco, who will also be playing tonight. One of those guys has to be put on waivers, and it'll be an interesting watch to see which one of those guys will have the strongest and the weakest nights tonight. Uh, He's not going to play tonight. I believe he's been dealing with an illness throughout a part of training camp, but how has Colby Barlow looked uh, in his first training camp with the Jets since being drafted 18th overall? Uh, Logan, it it was just a pleasure the first day um, (laughs) to to watch Colby Barlow. I mean, he was skating with NHL caliber line mates. Uh, It was a nice look that the Jets were able to give him. Um, I was watching him at the Iceplex here in Winnipeg, uh, just outside of Winnipeg, and, and saying to myself, You know, no matter what happens from here on out, whether he challenges for a job or goes back to junior, as everybody expects, you know, he's sort of had part of his dream come true. And that was before, right after that skate, he signs his ELC with the Jets, which is another major milestone in his career. Then he gets sick and misses the next four or five days of camp. And it's been unfortunate not to see him sort of take off. 
Um, he is skating with sort of the third group or injured guys uh, in Winnipeg now. We're hoping to see him in a preseason game before too long because the guy can shoot. The guy can get into good spots. It's easy to see why he's such a goal producer at the OHL level. Uh, big picture, Murat, as you get into this season, uh, I chat with with Ken Weeb all the time on the program, and we had sort of chatted in the off season and said, I, I don't know if there's a harder team to to look at big picture than the Winnipeg Jets because it feels like at, at any time the expectations for this group could be changed so quickly if a Shifley trade or a Hellebuck trade happens. How are you sort of approaching expectations for this season knowing that there are two really big question marks for this team still kind of to be determined. Yeah. If you keep those two guys in the lineup, Winnipeg should compete for a playoff spot. Any team that has Connor Hellebuck behind it has a shot at the playoffs. And obviously Mark Shifley's coming off of a 42 goal season. He's been a point per game player for most of his career. Um, There are a lot of good things going for those two players. I also know from the organization's perspective, if it is forced to move one of these guys or even both of them, there's not a lot of appetite for a rebuild around here. Yes, they would like young players, but they would like those players to be NHL ready now. Just like when they traded Pierre-Luc Dubois, Gabriel Velarde was a centerpiece of that package. So I think the organization has its eyes set on playoff spot or bust. They want to give themselves a shot at the dance. And if everything goes well, get a hot goaltending performance or what have you, things can improve from there. Um, Depending on what that trade market looks like, it could be unrealistic, though, as well. Um, As Winnipeg sort of oscillates between are they going for it? Are they not? What should they do? I think they're going to be a, a bubble team probably just on the inside for the next couple of years. Really interesting to to see what's happening in Winnipeg. Looking forward to tonight's game, Murat. Thank you so much for the time today. Great stuff as always, man. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll chat with you again, I'm sure, once the regular season rolls around, pal. Love it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Murat Atesh joining us down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline. He's the Winnipeg Jets writer for The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at WPG Murat. Murat spelled M-U-R-A-T. Jets roster for tonight is... uh, pretty decent one compared to some of the ones that we've seen uh, so far facing the Calgary Flames uh, in preseason action. There are some veterans that Murat talked about that are going to be in the lineup, the likes of uh, Brennan Dillon, Alex Iafalo, uh Rasmus Kupari, Adam Lowry, the new captain of the Winnipeg Jets will be in the lineup tonight. Nino Niederreiter is going to be there. Cole Perfetti is going to be there. Uh, so lots on the line for a number of Jets players. And interesting to hear from Murat saying that, look, there really isn't a lot of jobs up for grabs in Winnipeg. They didn't have nearly as busy an offseason as they expected to go back to, to June 27th. That's when the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade happened. They got Velarde, IXL follow, Rasmus Kupari, and a second-round pick in this uh, coming NHL draft next year. They've kind of kept it quiet since then. It's not totally dissimilar to what's happened here in Calgary in a sense where you thought, all these major players were going to be on their way out. Well, Shifley's going to be gone, and Hellebuck's going to be gone, and um, here they are entering training camp with those guys still in the fold, and I don't know what happens. I, I don't know. Is Winnipeg doesn't have a lot of long-term money on the books. Are they willing to, to go long-term with Mark Shifley, who is 30 years old already? And again, as you heard from Morant, Connor Hellebuck at 30 years old as well says, I want to win a Stanley Cup. I want to be on a cup contending team. If that's not Winnipeg, then I'm not sticking around. It's 
the conversation we've had in Calgary for the longest time. Can you let these assets walk? Or at some point, do you have to make the tough decision and say, look, we got to get something back instead of letting a potential number one center and a number one goaltender leave our organization for nothing and leave us in limbo the next couple of years. So interesting to see. Going to be very fun to watch this Winnipeg Jets team tonight, see how some of those new pieces acquired in the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade have uh, started to work out for them, and great to see that C on Adam Lowry's chest as well. Once again, it's a 5 o'clock Flames warm-up with Pat Steinberg this evening. 6 o'clock puck drop for the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames preseason game 4 of 8. Our broadcast team of Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson will have the call for you tonight just after 6 o'clock. This game is broadcast on TSN. They are the regional rights holders for the Winnipeg Jets. I haven't heard yet whether or not the uh, the blackout is going to be lifted. Sometimes for preseason games, uh, they will lift the regional blackout, and you might get a chance to see the game here in Calgary on TV. I don't know if that's the case yet or not. So keep it uh, keep it tuned there. If not, check it on the radio with Derek and Megan uh, and uh, listen in to, uh, to what's happening for the Flames and the Winnipeg Jets again. That's happening later tonight. If you missed it earlier, Jacob Peltier, he is out indefinitely. He'll need shoulder surgery on his left shoulder after leaving the game against Seattle on Monday. That's really unfortunate news. And the news that we're tracking Right now, it's going to be the big story for the remainder of the day here on Sportsnet 960. It feels all but official. Multiple NHL insiders, Pat Steinberg of Flames Talk reporting uh, that Michael Backlund and the Calgary Flames are closing in on a two-year contract extension worth around $4.5 million on the AAV. That's what we're going to talk about next. We're going to dive into the Michael Backlund conversation and uh, react to the news that we are just uh, apparently waiting for pen to paper when it comes to Michael Backlund. Uh, we'll talk about his decision to maybe change his mind from the end of the season. Why now for Michael Backlund and uh, the inevitability that it feels as though Michael Backlund, when this contract gets done, will uh, be the successor to Mark Giordano as the next captain of the Calgary Flames. That's what we're diving into next. It's Sportsnet Today. We're in hour two of the program. You can text us at 960 960- Nine six zero. Lots of Michael Backlund conversation coming up around the corner. Keep it locked here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, it is a Calgary Flames game day. Flames and Jets from Winnipeg. Six o'clock puck drop with Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson on the call. Pat Steinberg's got your Flames warm up at five o'clock. But news out on this Wednesday has us talking about things other than in the game in Winnipeg. Multiple NHL insiders, including Elliot Friedman and our own Pat Steinberg, reporting that uh, we're in the finishing stages of a two-year contract extension for one Michael Backlund comes at an AAV of $4.5 million. So it's a little bit different, and Elliot mentioned this. He released a small edition of 32 Thoughts, the written version, up at sportsnet.ca yesterday and wondered if it might be somewhere in the three-year, $5.5 million range. Well, it looks like it's going to be two years at $4.5 million for Backland, who is 34 years old. Obviously a longtime member of the Calgary Flames, had one year left on his current deal that paid him 
$5.35 million. So as the contract ages, it'll go down a bit to the $4.5 million. He turns 35 in March, coming off a year last year in 82 games where he put up 56 points, which is a career high for backs. The last time he eclipsed 50 points was in 2016-2017. 19 goals, 37 assists. We know the defensive responsibilities that Michael takes on as a key penalty killer, a third-line specialist, if you will, with Manjapani and Coleman, whoever else uh, you want as a shutdown line for the Calgary Flames. And uh, a leader that raised a lot of eyebrows at the end of last season when... He was very noncommittal about his future in Calgary. And it made for a lot of headlines. It made for a lot of question marks. And we heard different reports throughout the year that uh, Backlund wasn't interested in re-signing. He wanted to see how the season was going to go. The back and forth, his name kept coming up in the captain conversation, but Again, there was the looming, will he or won't he stay? Do they want to name him a captain if he's going to be gone at the end of the season? And the last couple of weeks just sort of gave us some more optimism about Michael's future. As expected with Michael, he came in with the right attitude into training camp. You knew regardless of his contract situation, he was going to come in and continue to be a leader for this team, continue to be an important part of this team. And... There just seemed to be a renewed optimism and and maybe a couple of weeks in with Ryan Huska and Craig Conroy and just being back around this new energy in the Scotiabank Saddledome helped reaffirm with Michael that this is where he wanted to be and that being the captain of this team, which I, I fully think was, was a big part of this discussion for him, was enough to entice him to stay. A, a two-year contract at $4.5 million, if that's what it might that's what it winds up being is to me incredible value for Michael Backlund. I have no worries about his age curve right now. I, I think three years you you might be pushing a little bit into that last year as to what might happen uh, if he loses a step. I think two years fits right with what this organization is doing right now, and I think it lets you answer the question that has been kind of answered for us, but we couldn't officially make it happen until this deal got done. And that's that who was going to be the next captain of this team. The players all but told us the last couple of weeks as we've been in training camp, Bax has been the captain. Bax should be the captain. It, it just, and I don't blame the Flames for not jumping on that. I, I know I've had conversations with other guys that oh, just give him the C. Even if he's gone after the year, it, it doesn't matter. I think it mattered. I think it matters to this organization that the captaincy isn't something that gets passed around year to year. And I, I think Michael Backlund is as deserving of that captaincy as anybody in that locker room. The longevity that he's shown here, the commitment to the organization, the commitment to the city, on and on and on and on. He's got every everything that you would want in a captain. Michael Backlund fits that role and you don't have to, you don't have to put any caveats on it. You don't have to put any worry on it that, Hey, this is going to have to change in a year or 
you're going to have to just be a one-year captain of the Calgary Flames or less than that if the season doesn't go. Whatever the situation is, it, it puts it to rest, and I'm excited for it. I think it's a great deal for both sides. I think the center ice position is just so important, and what Michael brings and clearly can still bring offensively is huge to this team. And I, I will be curious when this gets done and, and crosses the finish line, what changed for Michael in all of this? Because we can guess, and I'm sure being around your teammates and being around the coaches and all of this stuff that we've talked about, I'm sure that played a, a major role in it. But I, I can still remember, you know, Lindholm wasn't very committal at the end of the year. That caught people off guard for sure. But it was Backlund by far being as as non-committal as he was to the team that really shook people because Bax just feels like a flame, right? It's a business and it doesn't always end great, but man, wouldn't it be great for Michael Backlund to be a, a lifelong Calgary flame, to be a career-long Calgary flame? And at the end of the season, it felt like, wow, that's this is a guy who's been through the, the highs and lows on this team and he doesn't know what his future is like. How do I feel about this team if if that's how Michael Backlund feels about this team? And we went all summer long. And, and you have to. You had to put him in the same category as Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm and the rest of the pending UFAs because he was pretty clear that he was unsure about it and wanted to take his time and, and see. So I am curious what changed for Michael Backlund and why now he feels more comfortable committing to the Calgary Flames and being a part of this. Uh, a couple of your texts at 960-960. Feel free to chime in on the t- uh, fan feedback line. Reports that Michael Backlund and the Calgary Flames are closing in on a two-year contract extension with an AAV right around $4.5 million. How are you feeling if that is indeed the contract uh, extension that comes uh, from the Flames and Backlund. Mick texting in. Mick says, Backlund, 4.5 years, uh, 4.5 for two years, perfect term and average. Uh, this texter says, great deal for Backlund. Now time to make him the captain. I fully agree. Um, this one says, it's official Backlund is signed, Logan. Uh, I haven't seen that made official yet. I think it's going to be, but I haven't seen anything from the Flames making it official yet. I know when Pat tweets it out, it feels like it is. It, it might as well be. But I'm still just until that final one. It just It's the inside part of me, Cam. The Penguins insider. that It is. I just I have to. <laughs> you know until when it's broke. official, I can't help myself but say reported. It's and hard to even rumble about it because you don't want someone tweeting no, at you because five minutes is, later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just heard this guy at Calgary say, uh, I don't even know who it was about. He's headed to Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, it's, what? yeah, it's. Who? What? Because I'm a nobody. That's the thing, right? Is that you can't. I then all of a sudden, the Carlson then trade. all of a sudden it's on me when it unravels. <laughs> and I don't know anything. Yeah. Right? I'm not Steinberg or Friedman or any of these other guys. That, not yet. That know that. But one day. Ah, one day. Mm, I believe in you. Nah, that's good for you. Well. Be better saying, than what a, just saying. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on the official until the Flames news release comes out. Yeah. Again, I know when Steinberg tweets something, it's very easy to <laughs> to 
to think it as truth because it usually is. Yeah. But I'm, again, I'm not at that level, so I'm not going to, I'm going to hold off on it. Just do better than, uh, than Shams did in the NBA world today and you'll be okay. Did you see that? Yeah, that's, I did. <laughs> that hurts Toronto a lot. At, that's my new Twitter bio or banner. Uh, Mike texted in saying Flames fans since they started in the Stampede Corral. This is Michael Backlund signing an extension and without a doubt soon to be named the captain of the Calgary Flames. Finally, something going right for this organization. Sarah texts in and says, kids starting school can be a big motivator. True. Absolutely. Uh, Harold and Diamond Valley says, backs, fantastic news. Uh, this uh, text says, my concern is that he'd only sign if he was given the captaincy. Um, <laughs> there's two people on me about because Cap Friendly says uh, that there's an extension. Yeah, Cap Friendly puts the reported extensions in there too. I, I get it. But until it's official, official. Until we get the PR letter from the Flames. I'm just being careful. I think it's going to get done. I don't think you have to worry about it. I'm just telling you, it's not official, official yet. Um, <laughs> this one says, good signing, but don't give him the C. Too old, and the two-year term doesn't make sense. Uh, this texter writes in says, Hey guys, that possible deal for Backlund sounds excellent because he's a top 10 defensive forward, scores points, plays all special teams, all situation. He's very fit, which people seem to forget due to his age. I think that would be an excellent deal for the flames. Zach says, glad he's back. Lund. Very good. Zach. Very, very, very good. Uh, this one says that's an awesome deal. Looks like a great deal for both sides. I like the term good piece of work done today by Craig Conroy. So, yes, we're waiting for the all-but-official news that uh, Michael Backlund and the Calgary Flames will come to terms on a, sounds like a two-year contract extension. Um, We're going to be, sounds like, heading to the Scotiabank Saddledome in about an hour's time to uh, hear from Craig Conroy and Michael Backlund. So, not only are we sound like we're going to get the contract extension news any second now, but it does sound like we're going to uh, to hear from both sides today, and uh, perhaps, perhaps, maybe we'll see a special jersey uh, given to Michael when that press conference happens. So that's what it sounds like is going to happen today. So uh, make sure you're tuned in during Flames Talk. That's what's coming up later this afternoon. Michael Backlund and Craig Conroy set to meet with the media at three thirty this afternoon. We'll take that live here on Sportsnet nine sixty, the fan. Uh, when it happens, maybe coming captaincy announcement along with that. We'll we'll wait and see. Haven't heard anything on that either, but we'll uh, we'll wait and see. So that's the latest news. Backlund extension all but done. Sounds like we'll hear from the GM and Michael at three thirty this afternoon. So make sure uh, that you're locked in for that during Flames Talk. Uh, do need to get to this as well before we. Uh, turn things over to Flames Talk this afternoon. We've been doing this uh, for a while, or about a week or so here on the Getting program. Into the flow of it. Yeah, we're, we'll do it for at least the remainder of the season. Uh, it's our Taylor Cavan Biggio predictions here on Sportsnet today. Taylor is the number one Cavan Biggio fan, at least in this office, maybe in the true. world. <laughs> But uh, we've been forcing her into daily Kevin Biggio predictions. Yesterday, it was game one of the Yankees J-Series from Toronto. 
Let's check in with how Taylor did on her predictions on Tuesday's show. Taylor, Jays-Yankees on Tuesday night. Kevin Biggio batting fourth, playing second base. What does Kevin do in game one against the Yankees? I'm thinking he's going to get a walk and a hit. No RBIs? I don't think so. No runs? Here's a... So, I'm just going to stick with the the walk and the the hit. Okay. Any... We've got this, too. I've had people tweet this at me. Any defensive plays? Anything that we're going to watch from at second base? Or is it just going to... Just going to stick with the walk and the hit? He's going to make a phenomenal double play. Pulled sharply to third. Chapman to Biggio for one and on to Guerrero for two. Uh, so we got uh, Kevin Biggio down for a walk, a hit, and a phenomenal double play. No RBIs, no runs. That's Taylor's Kevin Biggio prediction for game one of this home series against the New York Yankees. Biggio! Not bad on the defensive prediction. Defensively, you went 100%. Offensively, Bote, that was um, that was brutal. <laughs> so was so was his performance, though. So, excuse me. <laughs> not not like anybody just, else did anything either. True. Right. Not one. I think Cam's taken too much power in his hands with the buzzer when he puts those together every day. Yeah, I think putting that together, I have a little too much fun with the bang. Yeah. But it's a good bang. He has to exercise his creative freedom. Whatever that means. So, uh, the one 50%, 50%, <laughs> 50% uh, for game one. Jays fall last night to the Yankees. Now it's Garrett Cole versus Jose Barrios tonight. Another 507 first pitch on the Sportsnet Television Network. Bijo. After just a terrible performance yesterday, pushed down the lineup. He's going to play second base and bat fifth tonight. Taylor, it's game two tonight. We need your Kevin Biggio predictions for this Wednesday. Oh, I'm nervous now. I'm questioning all sense of my reality. <laughs> I feel betrayed. Um, betrayed? <laughs> By who? My my nerves and my brain. (laughs) Um, Okay. You got this. He didn't do so bad against Garrett Cole last outing. But I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna go. He gets he gets a hit. Just one hit. That's I'm going I'm on offense. That's it. I'm going very basic here. And how about defense? He's back at second base. Any it's highlight reel doubles? Doubles. Double play. Double play. I'm learning. You know what? He's gonna have like two great offensive plays. All right. We'll see how he does. It's in stone. Yeah, as Despite the technology we have, Cam decides to write everything down in stone here. It's good old-fashioned way. We'll uh, we'll check in with Taylor's predictions tomorrow. Jays and Yankees on the television side of things, obviously. 
the radio side of things, we're going to be focused in on the Flames and the Jets. It's B, It's uh, I was going to say Biggio versus Cole. It's not. It's Barrios versus Cole. He's uh, so good. He's become a pitcher. He your, is uh, taking on every position on your, this baseball diamond. That's your pitching matchup. Uh, some more of your texts at 960-960. The incoming Michael Backlund news. Flames have announced the press conference at 3.30 this afternoon from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Pat Steinberg is en route to the Dome, and we will bring you that press conference live here on Sportsnet 960. The fan uh, expect it to be a Michael Backlund contract extension. Uh, reports of a two-year deal at $4.5 million on the AAV. We've been reading your text uh, at 960-960. This texture says, I don't know how to feel today as a Flames fan. I love the signing. The snow news is brutal. So is the Pelche news. Feels like a tough day for sure. Yes, the the Jacob Pelche injury news, the update from Kelsey Snow on Chris uh, left a lot of us hurting today and still are. But uh, maybe the Michael Backlund news, uh, use it as a, as a way to stay positive today. Can be a lot of negative news. I know that Chris Snow one um, really hit home for a lot of people. And... Uh, it's important to make sure you take care of yourselves emotionally too when you hear about news like that. So uh, if you're happy with the Backlund news today, maybe use that as your uh, your positive spin on what's been a really, really interesting day for, uh, for Flames fans for sure. Uh, this text says, maybe part of the reason Backlund was upset was because they didn't offer him the captaincy two years ago. Sounds like all the players knew he was their captain. What took the organization so long? to come to the same conclusion. Uh, this one says, how about a perfect contract? Three years of Michael Backlund as this team's captain. Uh, this one says, you know, if Backlund signs in two years, as captain we will have a Michael stone situation for the remainder of his career. He will play it out at that point. I don't know. I think Michael's gonna just based on everything. It sure seems like Michael Backlund's going to age pretty well here, but uh, I think we're doing okay with that. We'll see how it works out, though. Maybe he is a, a Michael Stone guy. He just keeps coming back at the end of the contracts for another year here, another year there. Uh, this one says, from Harold says, do you think this might preclude one or two more extensions or do Elias and Hannafin get traded? I really don't know if, if this will change things for Elias or for Noah. I still think Noah Hannafin seems like the odds-on favorite to... Uh, to move again, whether it's, you know, sooner than later or it's a trade deadline thing. That's just my guess. Um, you know, we've we've heard the last couple of weeks that the Flames have been talking to Elias Lindholm and we've heard from Elias himself that it's been at times slower than he would have liked it. It sure feels like he would have liked to have had a contract done at this point. So, there's at least talks. I don't know how much Michael Backlund signing today changes those two. I, I feel like Backlund feels like a different situation just given his age and given his longevity with the organization right now. Uh, this text from Dustin Drumheller says, Great contract for backs. And if the Flames do fall apart this year, not hard to get rid of that contract for a trade either. Uh, this text says there are no trade clause. Not sure yet on exact details of the contract, um, if that's the case. 
And uh, this one says, I'm hoping that that million-dollar difference in Backlund's earlier reported contract is going to be used to re-sign Elias Lindholm. Maybe. Uh, with that, If you're missing what that texture's referring to, Elliot Friedman had a shortened edition of the 32 Thoughts blog up at sportsnet.ca last night, and he was kind of clearly on the train that the uh, Backlund extension was coming, and he had wondered out loud, about a three-year deal at $5.5 million. And as details have come out today, it's, it's going to be more in the two-year $4.5 million range. So one less year and one less million on the AAV. Maybe they're they're saving some room for future contracts, but whether they are or not, I still think coming in at two years and $4.5 million um, just makes a lot of sense for both the Flames and for Michael Backlund. Again, Michael Backlund and Craig Conroy will speak to the media at 3.30 this afternoon. We're going to have it live for you here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, Pat, is at the Scotiabank Dome. We're going to bring you live coverage of that announcement today. Been a ton of Flames news. Yes, it's a game day in Winnipeg. Uh, 6 o'clock, Derek Wills, Megan Mickelson have the call. Flames pregame at 5 o'clock with Pat Steinberg. Uh, check out uh, theflames.com for... A stream of tonight's game in case the blackout isn't lifted on TSN or you can listen right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. And yes, earlier today, uh, injury news, Jacob Pelche will require surgery on his left shoulder. He is out indefinitely. He suffered that injury Monday night in the Flames split squad game against the Seattle Kraken. And uh, last but not certainly not least in any uh, any way, shape, or form. I started the program off with this today, and I'm going to finish it off here today uh, as well. There was a really, really devastating update uh, this this morning from Kelsey Snow, husband of uh, Flames Assistant General Manager Chris Snow, uh, in his battle with ALS. Uh, I'll read it to you again in case you missed it. Kelsey, who's been as public and forthcoming with this battle from her perspective as anyone could have asked. Uh, if you follow her on Twitter, it's at Kelsey writes. This is the update that she provided earlier today uh, with a shattered heart. I've come to share that yesterday, Chris became unresponsive and went into cardiac arrest. Paramedics and doctors were able to get his heart beating again, but devastatingly a scan showed Chris has suffered a catastrophic brain injury caused by lack of oxygen. His doctors do not expect him to wake up from this. My chest feels cracked open and hollowed out. Chris is the most beautiful, brilliant person I'll ever know, and doing life without him feels untenable. Hug your people. Uh, again, I started the show with this, and it only feels appropriate to end it with this. Um, this is what matters. It's it's fun, and it's great to talk on sports radio about hockey games and extensions and all that sort of stuff that we get to get to deal with on a day-to-day basis, but that's, that's what matters. And if you followed along with Chris's fight with ALS, we've gotten a a firsthand look at how challenging this can be. And I have no words other than I'm I'm thankful that that Chris and Kelsey shared such a, a private part of their lives with so many because Chris really was an inspiration and should be an inspiration for for so many people going forward. The work that they've done to raise 
money and raise attention to to ALS is truly invaluable and there aren't words that I could I could say on the radio today that will make it any less painful for Kelsey or anybody in the Snow family but I, I hope you spend today at least part of your day thinking about Chris and thinking about uh, the very public battle that they've had over the last couple of years and all the good that came from it because that's that's what matters. The legacy that Chris leaves as a great husband, a great father, a great person is that he fought and never gave up, never let this change what he was doing. He continued to succeed in his career and it's been such a special story to watch and to get that news today um, it was heartbreaking and that's really what matters. So uh, take care of yourselves today. Take care of those people in your lives that, that matter to you. Again, as much fun as we have here on sports radio and enjoy talking to you guys about this stuff every single day. Um, this is the stuff that, that really hits home and the stuff that really matters. So uh, we're thinking of Kelsey snow. We're thinking of the snow family today and it's hard right now. I hope it gets better for them uh, sooner than later. But again, thank you to to Kelsey and Chris and uh, everything that they've done uh, as part of this journey. Uh, no easy way to transition out of that. But uh, again, thank you for listening live or on the podcast today. Kevin Taylor have been my outstanding producers. Thank you to Andy McNamara and Marat Atesh for joining us. Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg is coming up next, including a live trip to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome for a press conference with Michael Backlund and Craig Conroy. It's the Flames game day. Enjoy it later tonight. Sportsnet Today will be back tomorrow here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.